Hi, I'm Danny Simon, and I lead the New Life Fellowship Church here at Manipal. I'm so glad that you tuned in with us today to listen to our audio podcast. Do subscribe so that you can tune in every week. You know, I believe that a spoken word can change lives, and my prayer and my hope is that as you listen to today's message, it will change your life as you know it. Enjoy the message. It's good, you know, to again come back and uh, be together. You know, we gathered today together as a church. Uh, I think it's been an amazing week over the last week. All right, um, again, like we, you know, praise God for the testimony that we heard. You know, from Robin, praise God for the worship that we just had. Okay, um, you know, uh, again and again, let me just say this uh, before I get into the message today. Okay, uh, even when I'm preparing this, this is probably the third time I'm going through this whole series. Uh, God's really been speaking and ministering to me personally on a very, very personal level, and um, you know. So I'm just saying, you know, this is this is still transforming me even as I'm speaking. So, um, so let's let's you know, let's just get into the word. All right. Now, before that, let's just uh, take some time to just pray. All right, um, Father, we just want to thank you, Lord, for giving us this time to be in your presence, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord God, Lord, that we were able to gather today, Lord Father, Lord, uh, even in your presence, in your Lord, and we believe, Lord Father, that your presence is there in our midst, Lord Father. We believe, Lord, that you are the one, Lord Father, who's taking control of everything that's happening, Father. Even as we've been hearing about the floods and everything that's happening all around, this even through the coronavirus situation, Lord, we believe that you're still in absolute control, Lord. We want to surrender each of us into your hands, Lord. Even as we get ready to listen to your word, Father, we pray that you would speak to our hearts, Lord. Father, Lord, prepare our hearts, Lord. Help us to receive this word with an open heart and an open mind, Lord. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. All right. So um, you know, it's it's great. Uh, we have been doing the series on the Father's love, and like I said earlier, you know, this is something that God has really been speaking and ministering to me on a personal level, and. Um, well, uh, today is uh, week five of the series. So, can I say this? We are halfway through the series. Only halfway. We still have some more things that we need to go through. And I'm just praying that it, this whole series, you know, is a blessing to you all. Um, and it says, you know, the Lord is speaking to you as much as He's been ministering to me. All right. So, um, again, today I've titled today's uh, message as "Road Close." Now, uh, the reason I titled this as "The Road Closed" is um, because you know I I don't know if you have noticed where if you if you drive uh, a bike or a car or you know if you even if you're traveling on the bus sometimes you know you see the signboard that is listed up on the road road close literally means you just cannot go on that road isn't that right all right and and um, many times you know you you look at that and then when you see that the road is closed or the road is blocked what do you try to do you try to figure out if there is any other way to reach the destination or to reach the place that you are looking to reach to all right and uh, if you remember you know the theme verse that we have been going through this entire series is um, from the book of romans you know paul is writing a letter to the romans and in it he says in romans chapter 5 verse 5 he says this and this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we can now experience the endless love of god cascading into our hearts through the holy spirit who lives inside of us now what what is again again i mean we've been looking over this scripture over the last couple of weeks all right uh, what is paul trying to say that you know we can now experience the endless love of god and as we sang today during the worship time you know nothing can separate you know the love that god has for us from us okay every time you know um, we think okay maybe i've messed up maybe i've done something wrong you know god's not going to love me anymore but it is very clear here that you know it's an endless love god is going to continuously love us despite the wrongdoings despite all of the things that we could have possibly done all right um now i want to pick up you know from where we left off last week last week we looked at reckless love all right again um one encouragement to all of you the whole series is on audio so at any point of time you want to go back listen to the entire thing again which is something that i would encourage you to do because this is not something you know i believe is not a message and the truth of you know this entire series is not something we can hear one time and put it aside but i think you know it's something that we need to constantly keep hearing and allow that truth of what is being spoken 
to transform the truth of God's word to transform our lives as it is. Last week we looked at um, the story which Jesus was telling his followers, his disciples, and uh, of course the the title is often titled as the prodigal son. But like I said last week, I like to call it the prodigal. father all right and primarily because the focus i believe in that entire passage of scripture is based on the heart of the father in that story all right we'll come back to that story in just a moment but um, i want to just give a prelude or i don't know if you can call it a prelude but um, you know history let's just look a little bit into history okay in the year 722 bc 722 BC BC stands for before Christ exactly 722 BC the nation of Israel was captured by Assyria all right Assyria was one of the probably uh, they say history says that Assyria during that time was probably one of the most wicked nations that existed on the face of the planet at that point of time 722 BC one of the most wicked nations Assyria they come into Israel and they capture Israel they take Israel you know into captivity and i would say you know if you look right through uh, history i would say probably um if you look at you know what god did during that time it has to be undoubtedly one of the greatest stories that's been recorded of god's compassionate love and forgiveness you know in that story and and um, you know if you if you look you know into the story where Assyria captures Israel and Israel has been put through all of this tyranny and you know the the, the people of Assyria making the Israelites go through a very very difficult phase of time god as usual you know comes into the picture he intervenes in their situation and you know what he does he 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 sends as usual as always you know he sends a man to go into this particular place of assyria assyria which was a pagan nation it was a nation that was so wicked he sends this man into that nation and asks the people in that nation to repent of their ways and that man's name of course if you've been a follower of jesus christ for too long you know his name his name is jonah all right jonah goes into assyria and primarily goes into the capital city of assyria which was called as nineveh he goes into nineveh and what does he do i mean if you know the i think the story would have been very very familiar for you all right now right jonah goes into this place because i mean of course before god called jonah to go into this place all right we'll take the story in a bits and pieces now god calls jonah to go into this place to ask the people to repent from their ways from their wicked ways and turn away from whatever the wicked things that they were doing well, what does jonah do jonah the you know the he had this he had this um, commission from god he had this you know this vision that and god had told him and he was supposed to do what god had told him to do well, what does jonah do jonah runs off in the opposite direction and if you read through a story amazing story truth story all right he 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 goes he lands up in the belly of a fish 3 days 3 nights he's inside the belly and then he turns around and he says all right god i will go into the city of nineveh as you have told me to do and jonah as the story goes along jonah goes into the city of nineveh you know it says you know when you read through that story it says for almost 40 days all right he he walks and uh, wouldn't say exactly 40 days he walks through the streets of nineveh announcing that if you don't repent of your ways god is going to punish you he goes around you know right through the city he's walking through the streets of nineveh and he's announcing this very publicly and saying that man you 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 know god is going to really punish you but what to his surprise and to you know to everything that's happening the people of nineveh surprisingly they turn away from their wicked ways as soon as they heard the message what jonah had preached to them he turned, he the, the entire city of nineveh you know they 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 declared a fast of repentance they they began to cry out to the lord and you know there was a complete transformation in that city of nineveh as we look at that story but what 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 you know the the, the thing is about um the whole story was you know when you read through that entire story god amazingly forgives you know the people of nineveh he forgives the you know the nation of assyria because they turned back to him but the story you know we should have we should be thinking that wow it was an amazing story you know god sends jonah jonah does his work and man jonah should be happy god should be happy but what was surprising about that entire story was somehow even though god forgave the city of nineveh Jonah was not happy. And you know the story. If you've heard the story, you know the story very well. Jonah was not happy. The fact that you know that 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 you know God didn't do anything about it and God just immediately as soon as the people turned to him, immediately you know God just forgave them without anything. 
without even you know punishing them for the things that they had done wrong and remember this they were one of the wicked nations during that time i don't want to list out all the wicked things that they did but god without doing anything as soon as these people turned back to god god forgave them just like that instantaneously you know one thing that i want you to remember always about the heart of god the father the heart of the father always responds to those who turn to him i don't want us to ever forget that you know if, if it doesn't matter what you, wicked things you have done doesn't matter you know what are the things that you have gone through despite you know where you have been what you have done when you turn back to god the father the heart of the father is such that he will respond to those who turns to him so when you go back to the story of jonah you know you would be thinking man you know is is it's, it's amazing you know to know that um, you know uh, wow you know jonah your ministry succeeded you know wow you know you went out to do something you know the, the you obeyed you know what god had told you to do and wow it was successful you know but and you should have been happy about the whole thing but jonah was very very unhappy and he was you know in fact you know when you read through the story it says that jonah was really angry you know for whatever had happened all right and because and primarily the main reason being he he felt that god did not punish the city of nineveh and the nation of assyria as he should have for the wicked things that they had done so you know he he goes out of the city and you know he's sitting there with all of this anger and he's sitting under the sun you know the story all right and suddenly god you know from out of the bloom appear, makes a plant grow so tall that you know it's enough to cover his entire um, the place that he was sitting and the shade you know that came from plant was very very relaxing and relieving you know to jonah and the story goes on that jonah was feeling very good about that tree but that plant okay but the story goes the plant just dies just like that all right i mean i think you know the story very well so uh, the plant dies and again you know jonah's anger which had been subdued for a while again it flares up again the whole thing comes out and then you know he he comes to a place where jonah is saying listen i had enough of this life i want to commit suicide all right jonah comes to that place and what is interesting about this entire story is the last part where you know how god the heavenly father responds to the anger that Jonah was carrying and and I have it up on your screen it says this you know in the book of Jonah chapter 4 verse 10 to 11 here's what god said the lord said you feel sorry about the plant though you did nothing to put it there it came quickly and it died quickly okay but Nineveh has more than indian version okay 120000 people living in spiritual darkness not to mention all of the animals there here's a question shouldn't i feel sorry for such a great city well you know you know what is asking he's saying listen you felt sorry about this plant that just came up and died don't you think i should feel sorry for the ones that i have created and turned away and they came back to me don't you think you know there should be some kind of pity some versions it says you know shouldn't i feel pity for them shouldn't i feel sorry for them you know for the fact you know where they have been and now where they have come back and and of course we don't know how jonah responds to that but we can only hope that you know jonah responded in the right attitude and he changed you know from that angry attitude that was there but here's here's the reason i bring up that entire story if you look at that story you know it's a story of repentance it's a story of forgiveness and jonah being sent by god should have delighted in the fact that you know god had forgiven them but what was missing in jonah that caused him to get really angry what i believe what was missing in jonah was jonah did not understand or you know did not fully grasp the compassionate nature that god had in other words you know jonah was all about doing what god had told him to do i mean he came you know he he said what god wanted him to say he was doing everything that god had asked him to do but he had failed to connect with the heart of god the father last week you know we 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 looked in the story of the prodigal son or prodigal father i like to call it the prodigal father we saw you know the story of you know how the father had two sons a younger son and an older son and the younger son moved away from the house he went into the world you know he wasted all of the possessions that he had and he came back home and we we ended the story last week by looking at the fact that you know the father came out to meet him with open arms he didn't even question him you know of the all the wrong things that he had done interesting part you know of the story he didn't even ask him hey, where's all my money which i gave you i don't know if you ever been asked by your parents for that didn't i sent you some money last week what happened to all of that money nothing no accountability nothing just the fact that you know the younger son had come back home the father was overjoyed and just hugged him and embraced him and he didn't stop there he even threw a party for the fact that the son who was wayward who was lost had come back home and 
here's you know we're going to continue with the story but and today you know we're going to look at the remaining part of that story and um, we're going to look at very specifically today at the story of the older son the brother the elder brother of this younger son who was there and somehow you know right through this whole picture from the beginning till last week you know we have not seen the picture of the older brother yet but now comes into the picture the older brother and here's the thing okay he comes in with this attitude if you have read the story you know the story all right he comes in with this very very angry mindset he comes in i mean of course he doesn't come into the house okay we'll we'll read the story in just a moment but he was not very happy about the fact that the lost son who was a part of their house who had gone out and got lost had come back home he was not at all happy about that factor and what was really angering him was the fact that the father did not hold him accountable and just welcomed him despite of the things that he had done all right and you know one of the things that often caught catches me thinking was when that son the younger son was coming back home and of course we know the story how the story goes you know he met the father first but here's a thing to ponder about what if and what if the younger son when he was coming back home instead of meeting the father first he had met the older brother first what have been that story like what would have been the story like don't you do you think that because you know the son was really angry at the fact that you know what the younger son had done and he's come back home now do you think there would have been a road close sign that was put up there and say listen you're not welcome back here anymore you went out of this place you wasted all of the things that our father had worked hard for or you know done all of those things and now you're coming back home listen there's no place for you here do you think that would have happened All right let's get into the story all right about um, what happens and and we'll we'll go in a little further with that okay again the the story we're looking at is from the gospel of luke chapter 15 was 25 to 32 we pick up from reading from verse 25 meanwhile the older son was in the fields working i want you to pay attention where the older son was he was still under the father's roof he was still you know inside technically inside of the father's house but where was he working he was working in the in the fields of his father all right and When he returned home the older son when the older son returned home he heard music and dancing inside of the house verse 26 and he asked one of the servants what's going on in this place you know why is there so much of music why is there so much of uh, noise that's coming in from the house and one of the servants responded to him your brother is back he was told and your father has killed the fattened calf and we are celebrating because of his safe return check out how the older brother responds verse 28 the older brother was angry and wouldn't go in his father came out look at this his father came out and begged him all right there's a party going on inside of the house have you ever been to a party where you know the host is not very happy uh, that that's the scenario i want you to remember okay you've been invited to a party and imagine you know the host invited you and then suddenly you know there's some there's some there's something going on you know in the backdrop and there's something that's not very good you you can sense you know the atmosphere is slowly changing that's that's the atmosphere i want you to think that's happening the older son has come back home and what's he saying the older son is really angry and the father goes out of the house and he says you know he's begging him listen here's what he's saying okay verse 29 he rep- you know he's begging him to come back home and here's what the older son says verse 29 all these years i've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to do and in all that time you never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends verse 30 and when the son of yours come back after squandering your money on prostitutes you celebrate by killing the fattened calf you know what's the older son saying listen dad I've been doing all of these things for you. I'm your faithful one. I am the loyal one. I've been, you know, doing all of these things. Anything that you've asked me to do, I've always done. Can you tell me who's more loyal? Is it me or is it my brother? But yet, you know, your 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 younger son, you know, my brother who goes out, he wastes all his money, he's living in sin and he's doing all of these wicked things. He comes back home. You throw a party for him all these years. Have you ever thought of throwing a party for me? Can you understand the frustration and the anger you know that the older son is carrying or many of us can relate to that country I mean isn't the older son right when he asked that question obviously he should have been right but what does the father respond all right how does the father respond his father said to him look dear son you have always stayed with me everything i have is yours everything we had to celebrate this happy day for your brother was dead and he has come back to life he was lost but now he is 
out. The father responds. He doesn't get angry. He doesn't say, "Listen, you're my son. You better listen to what I'm saying. I know you've already listened. Now you better come into the party." He doesn't say anything. He begs him. I mean, I don't know how you know how many parents would do that today. You know, he's just saying, "Listen, you need to understand why we're doing this." And he looks out and he reaches out to his older son with a heart of compassion. You know, the the story of the older son is very, very. um is a is a very very similar story i would say to the younger son and we will look at that into a moment you know the older son and the younger son are in a very very similar situation and i'll, I'll come back to that in a moment but the story of the older son really okay when you look in deeply into the story of the older son it's really a story of many people who are living inside of the church who are living inside of the house of god okay because um you know people people if you've been a believer or if you've been you know a follower of jesus christ for years together and you've been attending church faithfully for years together many times you know you would find you know the story of the older brother is very very parallel very very similar you know to the story of the people who are there inside of the church now what do i mean by that you know if if you were a faithful follower of jesus christ okay if these are the people who are there inside of the church they are very loyal to the church they are very very hard working in the church you know they they shoulder a bulk of responsibility inside of the church you look at anything and everything they are always there in the forefront and because you know they have been loyal because they have been faithful what happens over a period of time they get promoted into the you know the positions of leadership okay they they, they are often responsible for leading teams inside of the church you know when you look at them you know from the outside you you would be like wow you know that's the kind of person that i would like to be many times you know when if you if you ever walk into a church for the first time and you see these people over there you know we get so inspired by these people because they're so loyal they're so faithful you know in everything that they're doing you know this this whole outlook that they carry is is so powerful but yet if you were to observe and you know closely examine these people their hearts would be you would find a lot of things that's hidden inside of their hearts okay it can be pride there can be spiritual ambition there can be self righteous a lot of these things are well well hidden inside of their heart now it's very surprising when you look at the entire story and you you begin to realize that you know okay um what's going on here you know i mean of course you know the older son he's a loyal person in the house of god and he's working in the house of the father and you know he's doing all of these things for the father so when a son who was who was a part of you know this home he backslides and he comes back home obviously the son should have also been happy with the fact that the father came home right i mean that, that that's 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 how it should have been right but it's very surprising to note that that wasn't the story because you know it's it's and and i hear something that i want you to understand you know many times when we look at the wayward son when we look at the son who has been out of the home we look at them and it's very easy to judge them for where they are isn't it you know for the sins that they have committed okay uh, because it's you know it's so obvious it's so um how how, how do i put it it's so um it's it's so obvious and it's so openly you know um obvious that you know that they're living in sin and they're doing all of these so it's easy to look at them and judge them and say that man yeah this 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 person man it's it's, it's really wicked he's really this he's really all of that but you know when you look at the older son the most obvious is not obvious isn't it because it's all hidden inside of their heart you know there's a lot of pride there's a lot of jealousy there's a lot of things that they are you know harboring inside of their hearts and the only time when this really comes out is when the younger son is coming home and suddenly all of these things and all of these things you know that has been hidden for so long slowly begins to come out if you look at you know the that that last verse that i said there you know we're going to keep coming back into the story all right we're going to keep coming back into these two verses that's there luke 15 you know 29 and 30 all right i want you to look at you know the response of the older son who was the son angry at was he angry at the younger son or was he angry at the father You look at it okay I have I've highlighted a few you know words there all right what does he reply he says all these years I've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to do look at how he's talking to the father he is not bringing about you know too many things about the younger son he's not bringing about you know the whole fact that you know after all at the end of the day you know he's still the younger brother he's not even looking at that what is he looking at you know I have done this for you and not even once you know you have done something for me that's literally what he's saying 
all this time you know you never you have never given even one young goat for a feast with my friend and look at how he respond how he addresses his brother yet when the son of yours comes back after squandering all of your money on prostitute you celebrate by killing that fattened calf who is the older son really angry at is angry at his father more than that of the fact that you know his his um, younger son came home you know you know bro you've been living in sin okay and how dare you come back home after wasting all of these things you know uh, you, there's no he is not angry at the son he's angry at his dad and he's you know the stuff that you know and let me let me give you a tip on um, counseling you know let me give you a tip on counseling many times you know um this is why it's important to listen you know to people because um you can read between the lines all right and i want you to look at you know what the son is saying here you need to read between the lines of what the son is saying here what's he saying can you can you see frustration that's described in those verses there can you see the frustration and the anger that he's bringing out and to whom he's bringing it to his father can i can i can i say tell you one thing he's this is not the first time he's getting angry with his father no because It looks like the way he's talking to his dad here it looks like you know there's been a lot of pent up frustration and pent up anger which he's not brought out probably you know so many years before his dad because that's why he says here okay that's why I said you need to read between the lines here all these years I've slaved for you all right which means what probably he's been carrying this for years together and now it's suddenly coming out when a situation propped up now it's suddenly all of it is coming out okay how do you know you know what what's going on inside many times you know that's why i said it's a tip in counseling all right take it you took it from me i know we have a psychiatrist also here but but check it out okay when you hear to what they are saying and when you listen to the tone and when you listen to what they are really saying and you can read between the lines it shows what is there on the inside of the person all right but you know the 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 thing that i don't want us to forget okay is how the father responds you know to his older to the his older son and check it out all right The attitude of the father towards the older son was the same as that of the younger son. The attitude of the father towards the older son, I'm going to say it again, was the same to that of the younger son. How did he respond? How did the father respond, you know, to the younger son? He showed compassion. He ran out with open arms. He didn't question him about where he had been and what he was doing. He just ran out. He welcomed him with embracing arms. What was the attitude that the father had towards the older son? The same attitude. He went out you know with open arms he was begging and pleading him listen don't stay out here come back inside come back to the house you know i want you to be a part of the celebration i want you to be a part of this entire thing that's going on why because you are my son as much as he's my son the attitude of the father did not change to the older son neither did it change towards the younger son and many times you know the older son you know that's why i said you know you we i'm not saying that everybody in the church who's doing things you know for god is is you know have the same attitude as that of the older brother many times no but there are things that's hidden and many times you know like i said we'll be we'll be unpacking that in just a moment okay but many times you know the the attitude that comes out you know and and to think about it you know the fact that you know there's a there's a son that was lost there's a son that's backslidden there's a son that you know fallen into sin and probably living in sin when they're trying to come back to the father many times the obstruction or you know the wall or the closure or the roadblock that comes in is that from those who are there inside the church itself they're trying to come back to the father and many times you know if we are not careful here's what i want us to understand if we are not careful we can be an obstruction for those people who want to come back to the father all right now this is something that i want you to catch all right now last week you know when we looked at the younger son we saw very specifically why the younger son had left the home all right and this is why you know um, again i'm going to repeat this and i've been repeating this over the last few weeks i might be repeating this over again you know this is the whole core of the, the whole principle behind this entire message okay the love gap i want you to always remember the love gap love gap is how i call it you don't have to call it love gap you can call it a void you can call it you know a space you can call it what you want but the love gap literally what's the love gap love gap is a space that has been created by god in our hearts and what is the intention for that was to fill our hearts with the love of the father so that he can you know we can receive god's love and we can express god's love that's the reason you know we have the space and many times you know when we are not careful like we looked at the story of the younger son last week when we are not focused on you know developing an intimate relationship with god the father what happens we start looking outside if you remember the story last week we looked at this the younger son he was so focused on himself you know he was um 
you know we looked at this you know james the brother of jesus you know he makes a statement whether self seeking it opens the doorway for the enemy and the younger son because he was so focused on what god could do for him more than the relationship that he had with the father what happened to the younger son he ultimately ended up in the pig pen he moved away from the father's house and he ultimately ended up in a place he never wanted to be we looked at this the core reason why addictions and sexual immorality and pornography and all of these addictions why do they come up because they're trying to take all of those things and they're trying to fill up that love gap that exists within them can i tell you this today the older son is no different all right the older son is no different the only difference you know between the older son and the younger son if you look at the story very closely okay The younger son yes it's true that he had left the father's house and he was out there in the world enjoying himself you know seeking his own pleasures he was out there but where was the older son he too was not inside of the father's house but you know where the difference between the older son and the younger son was the older son was still inside or under the roof of the father and he was working out there in the fields and the truth about the older son is this is something that i want you to catch the truth about the older son was that he also had a love gap he also had in you know, like i said you know it's a love gap or the void or the space is something it's like like i said this last week and the weeks before that you know it's like it's like the fuel tank of a car or a fuel tank of a scooter or a you know a bike and unless you fill that with fuel your car will not move forward you know these things will not move forward and it's the same thing you know if we not careful to fill our hearts with the love of the father we will not be able to move forward and we will end up trying to fill that space and fill that void with other things and you know what the older son's love gap how he was trying to fill up his love gap he was trying to fill up his love gap by doing the things of the father i'll unpack that for you in a moment okay i'm going to i'm going to say something all right and um, you may not understand this now but you will understand this you know as we look into this okay um all of us i think i think we all agree you know if you've been a follower of christ if you've studied you know gone through the scripture you would understand this all of us have a self seeking nature you know because we come from an adamic nature we all have you know at the end of the day we all have that self seeking nature within us and if we are not careful to fill up this love gap with the love of the father slowly over a period of time we can get distracted and we can move away and get involved and get too much into the things that you know we are constantly doing the difference between the younger son was the younger son decided to find it outside of the father's house but you know where the older son was looking for it to fill up his you know his love gap he was looking for it inside the father's house again if he had focused on his relationship with the father if he had come to a place where you know he wants to accept you know where the father is and he wants to you know develop that close relationship with the father he would not have you know gone and south to fill his love gap from the things that he was doing let me let me explain that okay when you walk into a church all right i hope you understand from this i it's a, this is a little difficult message okay um like i said you know this is one message that god was constantly hitting me with okay even now it's hit me before it's been hitting me even now all right let me give you an example now let's say you walk into a church all right and and you go into this place and you see this person uh who's constantly loyal in the church you know they're standing in the forefront and because of you know they've been walking very faithfully and you know they're the people who would constantly be in prayer meetings they would be there for every sunday evenings and then you know they, when you look at them you know you think that wow you know they're so holy and they're so good and they're so that and you know you you get impressed by them and you know what sometimes you know what we do sometimes when we see those kind of people and when they're doing so many things for god what's the first thing that you would go and do when you see a person like that you would appreciate them wouldn't you listen to me when you you know you you wow you know man you led worship really nicely today today's message what you shared was too good and you know what happens the appreciation and the affirmation which comes from the people that are existent inside of the church begins to slowly replace the love gap that exists that should have been originally filled with the love of the father now the older son is slowly trying to fill up his love gap with all the appreciation comments and all of the affirmation comments that's coming by the things that he is doing maybe you don't agree with me it's okay it's okay we we will we'll get in a little more deeper all right what happens you know because there's a self seeking nature i want you to understand this because you know if we're not careful to fill our hearts with the love of the father our self seeking nature slowly takes control 
and what happens you know because that space exists because that void exists because you know that 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 tank is empty we tend to look at the things that we are doing and we looking we're getting appreciation we're getting all these good remarks and good comments and good all of those things you know and we begin to think that man i need to keep doing what i'm doing i need to keep doing what i'm doing i mean look at what the older son told the father all these years i've slaved for you and not once did you throw a party for me and what was he really saying this is why i'm saying you need to read between what was the older son really trying to communicate to the father listen i've been waiting for you to appreciate me for the good things that i have been doing for you has once have you gone out of the way to do that for me you know and and i don't know you know and if you, if you, if you're not careful you know i used to be here okay that's why i can so very well relate to this you know sometimes you know the things that you're doing and you know when people don't appreciate you know you for what you've done and you know people don't look up to you or people don't say that man good job man amazing i don't think anyone else could have done better than what you did you kind of feel you know my my wife anu you know she keeps telling me you know make sure you know your head doesn't hit the ceiling right and that's her way of telling you know remain humble don't don't get carried away by all of these comments and the the older son had fallen into that place why because his love tank his his his, his love gap was so empty and slowly you know because of his self seeking nature he began to find his identity began to find himself in the appreciation and the comments and the, uh, the affirmation that he was receiving from those that were there inside the home but guess where he never found it he never found it in the presence of his father and because and and if you if you've been around people for too long you know this to be true what's true about people those appreciation statements don't last too long do they 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 run out after a while you know you feel kind of empty man last week she said it was good uh, last week you know he two weeks back he said it was good this week nobody they didn't even come back they didn't even look at my face are you getting what i'm saying it it runs empty over a period of time these appreciation comments and these affirmation statements that they make they no longer last within side of our hearts and again we think that you know many times you know we we think that man maybe because i was not good enough i didn't do it well enough i need to you know press on little more and i we need to do this a little more better i need to and we get into that rut of thinking that man my performance here is what matters because i need to get that appreciation i need to get that affirmation i need to you know people need to look at me and notice me for the things that i'm doing but can i tell you this as soon as our service is no longer motivated by the love of the father but by a need to be seen or a need to be appreciated or a need to be you know um accepted or a need to be recognized for that matter we will soon find ourselves in the shoes of the older brother we'll soon find ourselves in the shoes of the older brother now can i tell you this there's nothing wrong all right with the regular disciplines okay the disciplines what do i mean by disciplines okay daily prayer all right reading of god's words meditating and studying god's word every day okay um witnessing you know you go out and share the gospel with somebody and you know you tithe and all of these christian principles are are very very good and we need to follow them because why because the more you follow these principles it enables you to get closer to god the father Are you getting what I'm saying? But many times, you know, when our focus is on getting those things right, over focusing on the relationship with God the Father, we slowly start looking at that, and we start feeling good that you know, man, I'm doing all of these things right. So I'm going to be valued. I'm going to be accepted by the Father Himself now. Why? Because we have disconnected. We have moved away from the heart of the Father. now there's another motivation that many times come in all right and uh, before i tell you that let me let me try to tell you this okay when i was growing up this may not be true about you okay i don't know how it was in your home when you were growing up but this was true about me when i was growing up i was really scared of my father all right and and you know the word obedience in my home you know especially at that time was 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 a well well meaningful word for me because if i don't obey i'll get it are you getting what i'm saying I, if i don't obey my father i will get it from him and as a result you know my obedience or you know the things that i was doing was not motivated really by a love of the father but what was it really motivated you can, i think you can tell me this it was motivated by a fear of punishment or a fear of rejection all right and many times you know and and, and i realized that you know if i don't do this oh man i'm going to get it i better do this i better complete you know what he told me to do i better do that i better do this and this was me when i was growing up then i started following jesus christ you know that same thinking got into you know my relationship with god the father and i began to think that man if i don't do this if i don't pray if i don't read god's word oh man are you are you following what i'm saying all right 
And the question, you know, that I want to ask all of us today, you know, it's good to be obedient to God the Father, but is our obedience based on fear of punishment or rejection or out of love for the Father? Now, why do I say rejection? Because, oh man, you know, that, that girl or that boy, they haven't been coming for our prayer meetings for a couple of days now, hasn't it been? And we think that, man, oh man, I've not been able to go for a long time. Oh man, they're going to reject me. And that fear of rejection, you know, prompts us and pushes us to do the things. And here's a question. Is our obedience, you know, the things that we do, is it really motivated by the love for the Father? Or is it motivated for gaining acceptance or gaining affirmation or, you know, gaining the love of God? the Father. And when we are not motivated by the love of the Father to do the things that we are doing, we'll end up in the same place the older brother ended up in. And you know the problem with many times you know with, with this kind of um, uh, thing that's going on you know because I'm constantly filling my love gap with the statements that the people are making about me, you know the comments that people are passing about me, you know I'm always thinking oh man what are they speaking about me? Oh man what are they saying about me? You know, we, we, we get into that rut of thinking that and we constantly strive, you know, to doing the things and doing the things. And you know what the problem with that is? Two things will happen. One, it be starts becoming a regular routine. We get tired of routines, don't we? We get tired of doing the same routines. And, I, you know, I mean, to me, you know, this, is, this, was, this was a problem with me, you know, because um, when, when, I, when I started, like I said, when I started coming to the church and when I was growing in my relationship with God the Father, you know, I was really impressed. I was really impressed with the fact that, you know, Jesus would wake up early hours in the morning and pray. All right. And, <laughs> and man, you know, I would strive. I would strive to get up in the morning and, you know, spend time with the Father. And, you know, the days that I would actually be able to get up and spend time with the Father, I would feel really good about myself. So, you know, maybe four o'clock, you know, there have been times when I've woken up at three o'clock, 3.30 in the morning and I would spend like two to three hours in the you know morning, you know, studying God's word, praying and all of those things. And after the whole thing is, man, good. Okay. And especially, you know, if I was given a responsibility to carry out in church, okay, lead worship or, you know, share the word or any of those things, you know, I would feel like, man, I need to pray more. Why? Because I need, you know, that anointing and the unction of the Holy Spirit. And I need all of those things. And you know what would happen if I would fail out on praying too much, I would miss out and I, I would feel, oh man, I, I didn't do that. And, and the problem was, you know, not just it became a routine. It started becoming a burden. It started becoming a burden. Because, you know, I was trying to meet all of these demands on myself and I kept all of these demands on myself. And, you know, like I said, you know, I was, I, I was an early morning person. And, you know, I still remember, you know, when we got married, all right, me and Anu, when we got married, you know, I would think that, man, my whole idea of, you know, a, a, a spiritual, a holy family was, you know, the husband and wife get up early in the morning. We, we you know, we come together, we pray together. And I was really naive, okay. But but you know, I used to think that man, that that that's a spiritual family. That is, you know, this. And only to realize, and only to my disappointment, to realize that man, Anu was not a morning person. I was a morning person. She was a late night person. You know, the the thing about her was, you know, she she found it very difficult to wake up in the wee hours of the morning. And for me, it came very naturally, came very easily. Why? Because I've been doing that for so long, and somehow it was inbuilt into me now. For her, she could sit up as late as she wants. And her, you know, her time of prayer and her time of reading and meditating on God's words was in the wee hours of the night. And somehow for me, after 10, 10, 30, I'm out. You know, I just cannot keep my eyes open. My focus goes, my attention goes. What was I doing? I felt like, you know, I needed, I, 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 I needed to, you know, impress upon her and I needed, you know, her to follow on this. And here's what happened really. All right. Here's what happened. Again, I... Um, the reason I'm, you know, going a little slow is because I've gone a little ahead, okay? But the thing about me, you know, especially during that time was I thought that, man, if I don't do all of these things, I won't be valued by the Father. I won't be valued by the Father. And, and the thing was, because it was a burden, I started placing the same, same burden on the people that were there around me, okay? And what I want to do, you know, is I want to, sh I want to show you a vicious cycle that will happen. If when we stop focusing, when we're in the church and when we're serving God and you know, it doesn't matter. Can I tell you this? It doesn't matter the level of anointing that you carry. It doesn't matter, you know, the, the amount of work that you're doing and taking up for God. 
ultimately if your focus on doing if in your focus in your life is never about developing and cultivating a deeper intimate relationship with the heavenly father over a period of time you will find yourself in the shoes of the older son and and let me tell you the cycle you know how it starts and how it goes on when we stop focusing on the intimate and the intimacy and the relationship with god the father you know what happens the first thing that happens okay i want you to picture okay imagine imagine the house all right imagine the younger son has gone off all that is over okay imagine you know you're in the position of the older son all right the house is there and you've moved out to work for the father in the father's house all right picture that now the first thing what happens is when you move out of the father's what happens there is a distance or a gap that's been created between the heavenly father and you and because now you know i'm no longer looking at you know developing that close intimacy with god the father and i'm so focused on my work and i'm so focused on you know taking up the responsibility and doing all of these things you know for god the father that i don't save up time you know to go back to the father and spend intimate moments with him but my work and my this thing everything my focus is on this this is the first thing that happens there's an emotional and a spiritual disconnect that takes place between you and the heavenly father and the problem with that is you know that's why i said earlier okay let me let me let me make the statement all right it's there on your screen any distance from the father's love all right will gradually gravitate i'll explain the words okay to law and legalism and it will lead to feelings of insecurity many of you know the word legalism so i don't need to really explain that but i will because i want us to all of us i want us to be on the same page all right now any distance from the father's love will gradually gravitate now you know gravity right what is gravity okay i don't want you to give me the exact definition all right but um, let me tell you in a way that i understand gravity is a force that sucks you into the center of the earth all right it, it pulls you into the center of the earth it makes you grounded grounded has many meanings but grounded you're on the ground because of gravity all right and what does that do it doesn't matter how far you go away it doesn't matter how much you jump all right sad story which happened in you know the flight incident okay it fell off what happened it was the gravity pulled you know it down again what happens you know uh, why i want you to understand gravity or gravitate i've mentioned that word there is because you get sucked into it you get pulled into it all right you literally with the minute you distance yourself from the love of the father you slowly begin to move into law and legalism now what is law and legalism law is something is in a better understanding it's something like rules all right there are rules in place there are things that is in place and and you want to follow all of those rules you want to follow all of those things why because you want to make sure that you're filling your love gap with all of the appreciation and the comments that you're getting legalism what is legalism legalism is doing the same thing over and over again and the minute you fail doing the same thing you come into a place where you feel really bad i remember this like i said earlier you know i was a morning person there were days you know where i think um there were days that i would strive to get up in the morning every single day and i would feel good i think you know when i would i was able to go for one week maybe even two weeks even up for a month you know being able to wake up every day in the morning and pray and read god's word you know what i would feel i feel really good about myself man this is this this is the you know this is the kind of life that god expects me to live okay so i'm going i'm going to experience god in a much more greater level i'm going to experience more love of god and more favor and more value and all of those things you know i'm i'm focusing on but you know when the days when i couldn't wake up i feel really bad about myself i feel like man i can't come before god right now let me let me let me see if tomorrow if i can do it and we we keep you know looking at that as you know legalism ultimately leads you away from god the father and here's the thing because you know especially for me like i said you know and when times when i had to share the word and i couldn't i really couldn't because of all the work and everything i couldn't spend time you know enough time praying for the message that i was supposed to share what happens to me to me what would happen was you know it would lead to feelings of insecurity now i don't want to ex- explain too much of insecurity because we've done this in the previous series so go back listen to that okay but feelings of insecurity literally means you know i would feel very very low confidence i would have no confidence at all to go and share the word by because man i haven't prayed enough you know i don't think i can expect the anointing or the blessing or you know any of those things from god you know if if i didn't do this i can't get it 
again you know it, it this 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 is something you know like i said you know this was it took me years to come out of this whole thing and i'm not please don't please don't get me wrong i'm not trying to minimize you know the amount of prayer that we need to put in or i'm not trying to minimize any of this thing but you know when when we understand that you know uh, the, the 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 things that i have from god you know it's not because it's proportional you know i think you understand equations right it's not like okay i prayed so much so therefore i should have more i've 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 done so much therefore i should get more love from god it's it's it doesn't work that way and it's never that way and god never meant it and if you look at the response of the father you know to the older son what did he say he said listen all of these things are yours anyways you know you you're saying that you know i never threw a party for you but all of these things are with you anyways and and you know when the feeling of insecurity Okay that's the first step in the cycle you know you you become so low confidence and you become you know you your morale goes down your your self esteem comes down your confidence goes down and you know everything that you start doing ultimately this why because you've been filling your your love gap with the appreciation and the comments that you've been getting from all of these people and ultimately when you when you feel that man i don't think god's going to you know help me to do things in a much better way because i have not prayed enough and i have not fasted enough and i have not done all of these things enough and you know because you're feeling insecure about yourself what happens you go and mess it up anyways and ultimately you know you don't get so everything you know you become ultimately insecure and can i say this when you live a life like that here's here's another statement that i want you to make okay because you're insecure because you know you have these feelings of low self confidence what happens your intimacy with the people around you also moves away you don't want to see anybody now because you're so low on self confidence and you're low on self esteem now you don't want to see any of these people because man what will they think about me they will not appreciate me they will see all of these things and they'll feel like you know there's something wrong with me and can i tell you this here's a statement that i put it up on your screen okay whatever you feel that you have to do to feel valued by god then the others around you will also have to do the same to feel valued by you in other words yes yes thing like i said earlier about you know my marriage when i got married what was i trying to do because my relationship with god was based on the things that i was doing i was trying to place those same values on my wife who loved me are you, are you getting this all right when and and it 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 hindered our intimacy it hinders our intimacy you know with the relationships that god has placed around us why because our relationship with god the father is based on what we do our performance and all of the things that we have been doing that we start slowly looking at the people around because many times we have failed to do it we start in placing those things on the people that is there around us and when they fail we don't value them why because we don't feel valued by god when we fail to do the things and we are supposed to do like i said earlier you know these are these are things you know that we need to keep listening to it again and again which is why i'm saying again and again please go back listen to this again let the truth of this word sink into your heart all right that's the first step that happened that emotional disconnect that spiritual disconnect you moved away from the father the second step okay what happens is you know because now you're looking for appreciation you're looking for comments what what i what do you get into you get into the rut of doing things more you you know you're constantly aggressively trying to perform you know much better like i said you know okay last week you know she said this appreciative comment last week you know two weeks back he said it this week nobody both of them didn't say anything maybe i didn't do good enough you know maybe i need to press on maybe i need to do more and we get into this you know into this mode of doing more things for god why because we're trying to fill that love gap that exists within us with all of their appreciation and all of the comments that comes from them and when you start thinking that your value okay is based on you know your performance okay you slowly move into the third step all right the third step is called the competition step all right What do you mean by competition okay you get into this competitive mode now it's no longer about what you're doing now you're looking at the people around you and if there's somebody who is performing better than you if somebody you know when when somebody is you know how do you know that you're in a competitive stage when someone come and appreciate somebody else in front of you have you ever been there when someone comes and says you know the way he shares the word or the way you know he leads worship too good and <laughs> you might be a preacher yourself you might be a worship leader yourself be like and you're trying to figure out you know what was it that they did that you know this person is appreciating them so much and you know you've led worship you've you know shared the word you've done things in the church and they're not doing anything and they're not appreciating you at all competition 
you start looking at them and you're thinking, man, what? And because, you know, you, you're constantly, again, that's what I'm saying, you know, when our focus is off the, you know, filling our love gap with the love of the Father, we're trying to constantly fill our love gap with all of the comments and the stuff that's coming from the people. And many times, you know, when, when that stops, when that starts to fade, you know, we reach this competition, we look at everybody around us and we think that, man, no, 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 they are good, but I need to get better. I need to be better than them. You know, this automatically, you know, this feeling of superiority comes into place. All right. But here's the thing. When we start becoming more concerned about the opinions of the people and, you know, what people are talking about you and, you know, whether they're appreciating, whether they're giving you all of these remarks and all of those things, we start drifting away from the love of the Father. And, you know, here's, here's, here's what God says. You know, the prophet Isaiah, you know, said this in his book, um, uh, in the uh, chapter 51, verse 12 to 13. This is God speaking now. I, even I, am he who comforts you. Who are you that you're afraid of man who dies? You know, why are you constantly looking to them? Why are you constantly thinking that they will reject you? That you know, that you need to please them, you need to appease them. You know, why are you constantly afraid of what they think? Or the, you know, and the son of man who is made like glass, grass, like that, here's what he says, that you've forgotten the Lord your maker who stretched out the heavens, who laid the foundation. You've forgotten, you know, the fact that I love you. That, you know, the, you, everything that is based on, you know, is, is should be based on, you know, our relationship together. It doesn't matter what people think about you. It doesn't matter what people, whether they appreciate you, whether they don't appreciate you. Why are you doing this? Are you doing this because you love me? Are you doing this because you want to get appreciated and get noticed and, you know, garner all of those things, you know, from the people around you? Ultimately, when you reach, after you cross the competition stage, you reach into the next step, which is called envy. You come to a place where you realize that, you know, I can never reach up to that level. You know, some people are so good that, you know, you've tried so much to become better than them, you failed. And then now it like, and you know, suddenly there's this, of course, you know, we're all good people. We don't speak these kind of words inside of the church, you know, they become your enemy. They become your enemy. You know, every time they go up on stage or every time, you know, they're doing something, because you can never reach up to there or, you know, you, you feel that, man, I just can't, I can't. You know, I've tried, I've failed, I can't. You know, you start growing envy. Why? Because nobody's appreciating you now. They're all appreciating them. And, you know, your love tank is empty, your love gap is empty and you're trying to, there's nothing to fill that anymore. And ultimately, what happens? Because you start being envious of them. Okay, I've already spoken about the next step. Okay, you start judging yourself. I can't. I just can't. I can never measure up to that. I can never be that. And we, we, you know, we, we move away. We constantly and further, we keep moving away from, you know, the love of the Father because our, we're so empty. We're so running, you know, on empty tanks now. And finally, you know, the last step that we reach is finally the state, you know, where we saw the older brother speak to his father. He becomes so hard, you know, the hardness of his heart. His heart hardens up so badly that he can no longer, you know, listen to even what the father is saying. And this attitude, can I tell you this, is the attitude that prevents the younger brother from coming into the house. Because here's a brother, the older brother who's been slaving and he's thinking that, man, I'm doing all of these things for God, so God should take notice of me. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to experience a great thing, you know, from God and I'm going to do all of this. You know, it, it's true, you know, we will experience that. But if you're doing things out of a motivation to be seen by the father, just like the older son, you know, I, I believe, you know, like I said, <laughs> that's, that's a very, very powerful verse. Okay, I'm, I'm putting that up again on the screen. Okay, look at this. All these years I've slaved for you. Never, never once I've refused a single thing that you've asked me to do. What's he looking for? He's looking for that appreciation. He's looking for that. He's looking for the father, you know, to fill that love tank. And the problem with the older son was he never sought after it. He never seeked after it. He was constantly thinking that, man, if I keep doing better, if I keep doing things, you know, God is going to look, take notice of me. And it blew his mind. Can I tell you this? It blew his mind when he saw a younger son who messed up his life, who committed all the mistakes. He came home and the father is throwing a party. He messed up his ideology. It messed up his theology. It's like, what? What, what's happening? I mean, you know, can I, can, he's confused. I don't know if you can see confusion there. There was a confused son there. Confused and angry and resentment now has been building up on the inside. You end up being with a hardened heart. You know, there's this, um, 
there's a statement okay that was made um, by a author that was called you know i mean his name was jack winter he 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 makes a statement okay he says this you know servants can only bring others to a master sons are the ones who can point others to their father servants can only bring others to a master but the sons are the ones who can point others to their father what does that mean a servant you know when we are with a servant i mean check out you know the statement that the older son made i've been slaving for you what was he working he was working with a servant mindset he was here you know he was trying to earn his position what was the the younger son was surprised when he came back home last week we saw this when he came back home what was the mindset that he came with he thought that you know let me be one of the servants of my father i'll do and i can you know earn his blessings and i can earn his love and i can earn but when the father when when he came back to the father's house the father reinstated him to the position which get this he had never lost in the first place but the older son also thought that you know man i need to slave it out i need to work it out i need to get all of these things he also forgot the fact that man i'm not a slave but i am actually a son and all of these things belong to me anyways I don't have to you know fear that you know I'm not going to get loved by my father I don't have to you know it's not it's not a point system where you know man I got 100 points okay so I'll get 100 tons of love no it's it doesn't work that way it's not that way that's what you know when we look at the the statement that's made the servants can only bring others to a master you know we if we are working with you know in our relationship with god the heavenly father is that of a servant and that of a master we will always look at him and say man you need to do more you know otherwise the master is not going to be happy the master is not going to be appreciated the master is not going to love you enough but the son are the ones who can point others and say listen doesn't matter what you've done what you've not done my father is a loving father he loves you anyways your position with him will never change no matter what you do or what you are All right now again like i said you know this is this is quite i know this is a very very deep message and i don't know you know if it's 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 spoken to you as much as it's been speaking to me but here's a question that i want to leave you with okay i've written it down okay you know do you notice any of the symptoms of the older brother sin older brother in your heart do you notice any of these symptoms okay are you aggressively here's a question are you aggressively striving to gain the approval of god or other people are you constantly doing things you know so that you can get the approval of god or approval of other people do you find yourself constantly competing to be the best in your career or in your service to god at the cost of devaluing and putting down the others are you constantly in that place do you require perfection around you okay and you know pass out judgments and devaluing statements when others are not able to meet to that level of perfection that you have put in Okay here's here's one all right uh, again do you have a greater love for the law of god you know all the things of god and all of those things than you have for the needs of the people okay if we find ourselves in a place like that can i tell you this church even as we close today as we look to the lord all right we need to come before the heavenly father and we need to ask for this forgiveness okay because you know even as i close you know here's the last statement that i want you to never forget you know even if you move out of the manipal or manipal church or wherever you are this is a statement that i want you to carry with you for the rest of your life and here's a statement you know there's nothing you can do to be loved by him any more than you already are there's nothing more you can do to get more love from the father he loves you you know we heard you know kezia was when she was leading worship what did she say you know it's like a it's like a you know a dam you know and it's overflowing there's nothing more you can do to get that love and get this the second statement there's nothing you can do to lessen that love if you think that you know the love of the father is going to come down you know when you fail and you do wrong things and you do all of those things it's never going to change and that is why it's so important to understand the younger brother and the older brother both of them were out of their father's house physically the younger son had moved out spiritually and emotionally the older son had moved out physically he was present but he had moved out of the father's house a long long time ago where do you fall where do you stand all right even as you know we are in the presence of god right now i want i want to you know 
to ask yourself these questions you know where where do you stand when it comes to your relationship with god have you been constantly pursuing the love of the father have you you know like i said earlier you know what do you mean by pursuing the love of the father you know have there been moments where you've got lost you know just being with him or has your prayer time just been a list of things that you needed to pray and get over with when was the last time you know you lost count of the time that was there that you spent with him then two people are in love they lose track of everything that is there around them and that is the place and that is the kind of intimacy that our heavenly father wants with his children even as we are in the presence of the lord wherever you are i want you to come to this place you know if you feel that you can identify yourself with one of these brothers whether it's a younger brother okay whether it's the older brother all right you're serving in the church and you know yes you are in the house of god but you've moved away from the love of the father and i believe you know the first love that you know we constantly read and i believe that's what it also talks about there all right and you feel that you know you want to come back to that love and you want to come back to that sense of intimacy where it doesn't matter what the people are saying and you're not filling your love gap or your love space you know with the comments and the appreciation of the people around you you're not looking for that position anymore many times you know it was about the position in the church and the things that you know you could get and the the things that you would look for but have you been looking for the love of the father father even as we are in your presence this moment lord Lord I want to bring all of us Lord Father Lord including myself into your hands Lord Father we want to ask for forgiveness right now Lord Father Lord if we are moved away Lord Father Lord from seeking the love of the Father Lord Lord we are moved away Lord Father Lord and we've been filling our hearts and our love gaps with all of these other things Lord Father Lord we want to come before your presence and ask for your forgiveness right now Lord because Lord we know that you're a compassionate father Lord we know that Lord that when we come into your presence Lord that you will forgive us lord father despite of all of the things that we have been doing father and lord this moment lord father lord lord we want to come and ask for forgiveness and we want to receive lord father that forgiveness from you right now in jesus name lord we thank you that you love us despite all of our flaws despite all of the things that we have done and the things that we have not done lord father lord we know lord father lord that our position with you will never change lord that i am a son and i am a daughter in your presence lord father i thank thank you lord father lord for this promise and this assurance lord father lord that wherever i go lord father it's not how much i do lord father lord that determines the love that you have for me but lord it's the position that you have given to me as a son as that of a child before you lord i thank you lord father for this position that you've given to me lord father i thank you for this position that you've given to each of us lord father this evening we thank you we praise you father in jesus most mighty and precious name we pray amen that really spoke to me and i pray that it spoke to you as well i want you to remember this it doesn't matter what you're going through and where you're at our heavenly father is always with you i want to say this if you need prayer or you want to reach out to us send us an email or dm us on instagram you know let us know if we can serve you in any way just a reminder don't forget to subscribe so that you can tune in with us again and i'm really hoping to see you next week